welcome to Landlord and Tenant VIP, the only VIP podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host. I'm Tenant Michael. And I encourage you to take a deep breath, sit back, relax, and let us pamper you with this special bonus Patreon VIP episode. Yes. Thank you so much for being a patron. God knows we love you. And we uh, we want to give you this bonus monthly special episode. We should do an episode where we fight, you and me, James, we fight over who loves our Patreon subscribers more. I'd win. Uh, but I would win. No, I would win. Mm, oh. I want to kiss them all. Oh, God. The- um, uh, no, this is exciting. Usually, usually we do the show at Mike's piece of crap apartment. But for VIP, no way. No way. No, we do it at my beautiful 6,000 square foot hogs, hollow home, hot tub, swimming pool, tennis court, That's right. four car garage. Today we're recording in James's beautiful solarium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sun is shining down. Sun is shining. What's who sings that? Ziggy Marley? How does it go? I don't know. Sun is shining. I think it's Bob Marley, maybe. Oh, okay. It's well, probably. the sun is shining down on us. And I can see Drake's. Is that Drake's house? I can see from here. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Very you look big. up up through the solarium, I have a mirror positioned up there that is at an angle where you can see Drake's house down the street. Oh God, you can't. Yeah. Wow. What's the weirdest or wildest thing you've ever seen happening at Drake's house? I saw Drake sixty uh, nining on his roof. Wait, Drake was 69ing on his roof. Yes. Who with? I don't know. Didn't know. Didn't know the who who it was, but I saw him do it and I thought, oof. Talk about must be must be nice. Must be nice to be yeah. uh I'll never have enough money to do that kind of thing. You gotta have a lot of money to 69 on your roof and have the police not bother you and have your neighbors just go, Well, that's him. That's Drake. Like, did he have a mattress or cushions? Was he lying on something no, soft? No, it was on shingles. So it probably and it was on an angle too. So it was very unsafe and probably uncomfortable. The guy's gonna fall off and hit his his head, <laughs> or the lady will fall off. Absolutely. Oh man. Well, they didn't. But uh, I agree with you. It was a wild thing to do. But you know, when you're a famous hip hop star, you can do whatever you want. You can you can be wild. You're sort of paid to be wild. Born to be, be wild. Drake. Um, this uh, week on Landlord Tenant VIP, we always try to pick a topic to loosely talk about, just have a bit of fun, goof around. Yeah. This week, nothing we... too serious. Nothing too serious. We're not going to talk about disease or famine or anything like that. Although I did just now, even though you said we're not going to talk about uh, diseases, um, Congo's Ebola outbreak uh, might be declared a global health emergency, and um, the death toll has just surpassed a thousand. Well, thanks for really lightening the mood for anyway, this fun bonus podcast for everybody. We're not going to dwell on uh, Ebola or any other diseases. We have actually a fun topic, yes, uh, which I think is going to be fun to chat loosely about, and that is Garfield. Meow. Meow. <laughs> uh, that's right, Garfield. It's an American comic created by Jim Davis and Mike. Here's a guess. I'm going to get you to guess this. When do you think 
Garfield launched. When was the first Garfield? What's your guess? Launch Garfield. Uh, Fire. Houston, um, we have a problem. There's a friggin' cat on the pad. <laughs> That'd be a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, Houston, there's a friggin' cat on the launch pad. Space puss. Um, I'm going to say that Garfield launched. I know it was probably the early 70s, 73. Pretty good guess. 1978. June 1978? 19th, 1978. So let's see. That would have been the year that uh, Keith Moon of The Who passed away. <laughs> I, I wonder if there's a connection. You got to think. Um, 2002, Garfield became the world's most syndicated strip, appearing in 2,500 newspapers. With 263 million readers worldwide. Right. Garfield had, at that point, sold from up, uh, somewhere near a billion dollars of merchandise in 111 countries. Well, I remember, as a kid, those uh, book fairs, these scholastic book fairs. Yeah. Always or, uh, buying a uh, Garfield book or ordering a Garfield book. Um, and we had, like, so many Garfield books. And mm. I remember reading them. And the idea, like, ostensibly, they were they were supposed to be funny. Yeah. But I would read them, and every kid I know would, like, read them as if it was, like, reading the news. Like, <laughs> never cracking a smile, never <laughs> smirking, certainly never laughing, but, like, doggedly reading the from page, from cover to cover, every panel of the Garfield book. I have a slightly different take on Garfield. I mean, I haven't really looked at them in probably 25 years, but... I feel like I thought they were funny, and I feel like maybe maybe they were funny. I mean, I should probably reread them before I make this claim. Maybe. But remember there was that video a few years ago that they made fun of Garfield? Like, there was like a popular online thing making fun of Garfield. Yeah. Well, part of me wonders if Garfield has a bad rap. I think it became like... Maybe because it got so big. Garfield got big, and then people turned on it. But it is like, I think... A few years ago, or like mid two thousands, it was like uh, fashionable to to make fun of Garfield. Yeah, and like uh, there was like the you know Garfield without Garfield, where it just looked like John was mm-hmm. talking to himself and and going insane. Yeah, and like ironic Garfield uh, appreciation became you know popular. But. Yeah, lasagna consumption ironically yeah. went up. People ironically getting heart disease <laughs> from <laughs> overindulging. I remember one Garfield comic, like one strip, and it was John twiddling his fingers, and John goes, aren't, aren't fingers neat? And then Garfield stares at him and goes, this is going to be a boring weekend, or something like that. That's kind of funny, I think. Yeah, I thought, like, it it's is. Kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny how John is a pathetic loser, and Garfield's like, oh my god, my owner is a friggin' loser. Yeah, like what is what was John? What was his job or his deal? Did Great he, question. Was he a construction worker or was he? Boy, uh, he doesn't look like one. Was he in the mob? Or am I confusing <laughs> him with a different character? His name is John. Do you remember his last name? Um, on in Garfield, his name was John. Uh, I don't know. Arbuckle. John Arbuckle. Um, a tribute to. The late great Fatty Arbuckle, who got into quite a bit of trouble back in in the day. Hmm. You know the story of Fatty Arbuckle? No. Yeah. What he, happened? He um, <laughs> uh, he notoriously was involved, or possibly responsible. Now they're very litigi- litigious family still to this day. Okay. So I have to be careful with my words, but 
apparently he was around when a woman uh, died because a bottle broke uh, inside of her body. Oh, God, Mike. Why did you bring that up? It's a story. It's like a Hollywood oh, thing. God. But I can see why Jim Davis would want to tip his hat to Fatty Arbuckle by naming oh. uh, his character John Arbuckle. Good God. You didn't know that Fatty Arbuckle No. Story? The Arbuckle family, the estate, is litigious. They they shut down like a like a play about Fatty Arbuckle a few years ago. Like, they they are uh, adamant that Fatty Arbuckle was innocent. Jesus. Well, according to Wikipedia, John's occupation was cartoonist. So, oh, so you got to know Jim Davis was sort of uh, living vicariously through yeah, John. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> listeners might be thinking, why the heck are they talking about Garfield out of the clear blue sky? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, if you check the sky again, it's not clear and blue. There's a dark cloud there. Mm. And this dark cloud, um, basically, Toronto is about to... Um, there's a, a new restaurant, a Garfield-themed restaurant, is opening here soon in the fashionable Bloor Court Village neighborhood mm-hmm. around Bloor and Dover Court, and it's a restaurant called Garfield Eats. Hmm. And there's a... They could have done better with the name if you're going to do a Garfield-themed restaurant, honestly. Like, I, I Hate Mondays, or... Could yeah, have been like, or, uh, I don't know. Garfield Eats. Well, um, let me just read from this uh, blog TO article. Uh, Garfield-shaped pizza is about to hit Toronto by way of a new restaurant dedicated to the hungry orange comic strip cat of our childhoods. Very soon you'll be able to get pizzas, lasagna, coffee, and cookies delivered to your home, courtesy of a new business called Garfield Eats. And there's a picture here of a... Now, it says it's a Garfield-shaped pizza, but it just looks like a pizza baked by someone who's got some some problems. Wow. Some mental anguish. So it's a delivery place. It says it's an app-based restaurant. Oh, you know, God. when you think of Garfield, you think of uh, a mobile restaurant that uses an app to connect uh, hungry people to uh, to chefs. Maybe it'll add a dating element to Imagine, the app. Yeah. Hey, um, you, you eat at Garfield Eats too? Well, we should talk. It says the app-based mobile restaurant is already operating in Dubai. <laughs> Famously... When you think of Garfield, you think of Dubai. I could see Dubai going bananas for Garfield, actually. I don't know why. Because isn't he, he's really popular in certain parts of the world with Garfield. People love him. Yeah, I mean, he crosses all cultural boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. It says here in Dubai, the uh, delivery people for Garfield Eats, they deliver orders for free hmm. in environmentally friendly packaging while riding on green electric Garfield scooters. Good God. <laughs> This must be bankrolled by someone with serious money. I, I, I guess so. And uh, there will also be a few different flavors of Garfacino coffees and fruit juices. Oh, so I wonder if Jim Garfuccino. Davis... Gar, I'll have a Garfacino after <laughs> dinner. Do you think Jim Davis knows about this? Or is, is he the one bankrolling this? He's like, all of my career has so far been leading up to this moment where I can open one restaurant in Dubai and one in Toronto... <laughs> And sell Garfacino and disgusting-looking pizza. It'd be funny if you went into a Starbucks and said, uh, "Could I have a Garfacino, please?" And then they go, "What?" And you go, "Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you see, I just ordered from the Garfield Eats place, and I, I usually get my coffee from there, so it's a Garfacino. So I just got confused. A cappuccino, please. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I noticed they don't have any Arbuckle named. Uh, yeah, what the hell? Things. Maybe you can get like a, bo- a bottle of soda, the John Arbuckle. I have special. no. I don't think I have any memory of Odie. He was the dog, I believe. He was a friendly dog who just wanted to be friends with Garfield, and Garfield didn't couldn't want. care less. Wow. There was also Nermal. There was also Nermal, the world's cutest cat. Okay, and I think there was a a lady cat called Pookie. Arlene? Oh, no, it was Arlene John's sort of girlfriend. Oh, I'm, I who can't was believe the, John had a girlfriend. Who was the lady cat? Pookie, according to this article. Pookie. Is she just, purple? She's kind of pink. Huh. She's a pink lady. Uh, I can tell you, Pookie is Garfield's teddy bear. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Pookie okay. is Garfield's teddy bear and best friend. Okay, so here... Sorry. I've just found... Um, finding out where... Oh. Garfield, I have to tell the website I am a human adult. Arlene, Mike, you were right. Maybe Arlene. we should delete this little section because it can't be very interesting. Oh, who who doesn't want to hear two men Googling? For, for, you know, you pay money for a special bonus episode, you get to hear two men Googling. <laughs> um, so there's Arlene, the, the lady cat, and Pookie, yeah. Garfield's teddy bear. Huh. Would you... Want to go? Should we try some Garf Garfuccinos and like record an episode where we drink them and sort of review them? We could become like a food review podcast. That's not a bad idea. We'll order a Garfield shaped pizza and some Garfuccinos. Why don't we do one item from the Garfield menu each week or something? Yeah, and it would take us through a couple months or yeah. longer, and then we could grow our listenership um, by reviewing. These Garfield eats items. Absolutely. Um, it, it's uh, what other what, what other comic strips did you uh, read when you were a kid, Mike? Um, <clears throat> I read The Far Side. Oh, you know, classic. I'm not the only one. No. Um, I'm not the only one who learned that for you. Sorry. Oh, what's that? I think that's um. Is that Melissa Etheridge? Yes. No, but it. You're right. I got it wrong. It's Am I the only one? Right. Sorry. You think Melissa Etheridge would would like to eat at Garfield Eats? Ooh, she seems like she's got a, a good sense of humor and a, you know, reasonable, you know, normal yeah. appetite. So why not? Um, yeah. So the Far Side, I I would read Blondie, um, and I would read Adam, and then eventually, when it rebranded, I would read Adam at Home. And is Adam a? Is Adam a? Canadian comic, or is that for better or for worse? Is Canadian? I know for better or for worse was Canadian. <laughs> Adam is a wow. That's really uh, deep in my mind. There, I, I feel like it was Canadian, and I don't know why. Adam, if you're American and listening to this, if you're when you're Canadian, or was it Croatian? Like, was Adam a Croatian man? He could have been Croatian. But it's funny when you when you grow up in Canada and you just have a feeling something's Canadian when you watch it. It's hard to describe when you watch it or read it or listen to it. You know, you it you can hear the, the accents in for better or yeah, for worse. Yeah, and it's not the, the, the it's like the talent is just the same as anywhere. Yeah, but it's something in the production of things that tends to make you think. I think this is Canadian because the production is usually not as good. And yeah, and and for better or for worse was also different from most comic strips because the creator drew it in like real time. So if you followed yeah. it from the beginning, you got to see like the characters age and grow old and die. <laughs> I think yeah. their dog died, and I think like the someone's... kids started as little toddlers, and then they're 
teens all of a sudden the, the last like the last comic strip was all the all the kids dead <laughs> yeah i think that's true i think that's true um have you ever thought speaking of garfield before um i wouldn't eat at a for better or for worse theme restaurant i'll tell you that right oh now, to... yeah yeah that's that's a good point it'd be like um uh, you know, a pepperoni pizza, but the pepperoni looks like the zits on the son's face because he's a teen. And you have to stay in the restaurant and watch the chef grow old and die. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you, I cut you off. Would you, were would saying you so- like a cat's life? The life of a Garfield? You don't really have to do anything? Oh, I mean... Uh, you're kind of trapped in a house. You're trapped in a house. You're a prisoner. Although, did Garfield ever... Was was he an outdoor cat, uh, or is he only indoors? I don't know. I feel like he's an indoor, but I don't know. Do you think John had him declaw... Well, there's no... As far as I can remember, there was never a, a comic about John bringing Garfield to be declawed or to be uh, neutered. neutered. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, that didn't happen. But hmm. he probably was neutered at minimum. I wonder if at Garfield Eats, if you order a Garfield-shaped pizza, you can specify, like, I want it, I want a neutered pizza, or, like, I want a full pizza, and it comes with, like, Garfield has balls. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. It is. Um, I have a cat who's not wandering around here right now, but yeah. I do have a cat, and he was neutered, but he... I mean, I don't want to get too graphic, but he still has a scrotum, but there's nothing in him. So they didn't cut that off? They just removed the contents? Yeah. So he's got a, a flappy, yeah, empty yeah. bag. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know why they didn't just take it all. Hmm. I actually sort of also didn't really think about how they fully take the balls fully. They don't just You could just it. make a snip? Yeah. I mean, oy, oy, oy. but maybe, no, he's just got an empty little bag. Maybe the vet you took him to, and I hate to say this, maybe the vet you took him to is a psycho. <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's a bit disturbing, isn't it? Yeah. I guess we got to do it. You got to neuter your d- animals. You should or ask Or you can though, have big trouble, but I mean, it feels, oof. You should ask the vet if he's a psycho or she. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it weird though that <clears throat> if you don't get your dogs or cats neutered, they turn into s- freaks? <laughs> they do. Like if you don't neuter your cat, they'll get out of the house and go have sex with a million other cats and then yeah. it's bad because then there'll be all these kittens that nobody wants kind of thing. Right. But isn't that weird? We're probably like that too. Maybe the maybe humanity should be well no, it's going to sound like Jordan Peterson. But you know what I'm saying? It's weird that these animals because yeah. we're animals too. We are animals. That's a good point. We're the only pod- bonus podcast that has the guts yeah. to say that. The humans are animals. Yeah. J- James, what are some of the comic strips you enjoyed reading <laughs> as a kid? Or even as an adult? A lot of full-grown men certainly love comic books and superheroes. That's true. And, you know, it's a real thing. I, I was never a superhero comic guy, really. I liked Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Come I, on. I classic. missed it. I missed it. You missed it. You never read it. I never really got into it. Yeah. Oh my god, that was good. It was really good. I mean, does does it hold up? I don't know, but it did when I was twelve. Okay. Far side as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, overboard it was a pirate one. Overboard was it, was it a good. one panel one or was it mm, a multiple? Panel? No, it was multiple panels about yeah. a misfit group of pirates. Oh God, it was good. Overboard. Um, was it? Was it in? 
uh, was it as intense as like the pirates in like that movie Captain Phillips, or what, were they <laughs> kind of? Uh, they were more a bit more back? Johnny Depp in uh, in the Pirates of pirates the Caribbean, of the- which yeah. is you know arguably a better kind of pirate. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, not for me to say, right? Um, what else did I read? Did you know? Sorry, just before no, no, you go no, on. No, no, Did you? I found out something really fascinating the other day. Uh, we're talking about Johnny Depp as uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm. Did you know that he? And this is true. Little known fact: he based that character on Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones band. I have never heard that. Yeah. Wow. Apparently Johnny oh, Depp I guess loves that makes sense. He loves rock and he loves wow. I mean it, you never know to look at the guy but he he's into blues rock and he likes the the darn stones. Well, hey, uh it makes sense that Johnny based that on Keith because I think both Keith Richards and Captain Jack Sparrow uh seem to have about never mind 9 lives, try 99 lives cuz they <laughs> One guy's a drug guy and yeah. is lucky to be alive, and the other is a pirate who has gotten out of all sorts of hairy situations, <laughs> and he's lucky to be alive. You can tell that Captain Jack Sparrow is based on Keith Richards because in like, if you watch the Pirates movies, uh, Captain Jack's journey mirrors exactly Keith Richards' journey from, uh, you know, there's in Pirates of the Caribbean 3... Jack Sparrow is busted with heroin in Toronto, and then he's forced to do a free concert for uh, the blind in Oshawa. <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah. Keith Richards got busted in Toronto in like 1979 or something with heroin. And this is... So if you were if we were busted with heroin, we'd like go to jail probably. But the, the judge was like... Get, he got creative with the sentencing, and he was like... Uh, you won't go to jail, but you have to do a concert for the blind <laughs> in Oshawa. <laughs> wow. So a bunch of blind people in Oshawa are like, oh, cool, we got a free Stones concert. Going to the fucking Civic Auditorium to see the fucking Rolling Stones. Wow, that's wild. So the Stones played to an entire blind audience, and probably a lot of people who in Oshawa pretending to be blind <laughs> to see the, a free Stones concert. Wow, that's a crazy story. Imagine if everyone who got charged with like a drug offense had to like oh, yeah, whether help you're... some blind people. <laughs> or play a concert, whether you're a musician or not. You're going up on stage and you're entertaining these blind people <sighs> until you learn not to do drugs. Was anyone basing... Did Orlando Bloom base his character <laughs> on uh, Mick Jagger? He did, yeah. Okay. That's why Orlando Bloom also just got a uh, heart valve replaced. <laughs> just like Mick. And maybe uh, Kira Knightley, Charlie Watts. Yeah. She keeps a steady rhythm in those yeah, films. Yeah, she like does. Charlie. She does. And uh, who's, a, who's another actor? Jeffrey Rush, uh, who was canceled. He based his performance on uh, uh, Bill Wyman, the former bass player. I thought there was a guy called Ron Watts. No, Ron Wood. Wood. Sorry, Ron Wood. Ron Wood, the other guitar player. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mackenzie Crook. He based his performance <laughs> on Ron Wood. They look the same, too. They actually do. They actually do. Have you ever seen Ron Wood's uh, paintings? No. He, uh, he's one of those rock stars who does paintings. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't um, the bass player from Led Zeppelin do art as well? John, John Paul, Paul Jones? Jones? Uh, I didn't know that. I think he does. Really? I guess, hey, I guess if you're good at music, might as well give painting a try. Huh. Should we start painting? I know we're not musicians, but... Uh... Well, it's a good point. What the hell... I mean, 
if you're, you know, what the hell does painting have to do with music, really? Yeah. So what does podcasting have to do with, with painting? So why can't we paint as well? If Jim, Jim Carrey and uh, whatever the Rolling Stones guy's name can do it, Wrong we can point. do it. Yeah. That's a good idea. We should go to one of those one of the one of those fun nights where you um they call it like paint and pinot night and like yeah. you can go to places and drink wine and paint painting yeah. and you take the painting home. We should do that together. We should. I would love to drink wine with you and um paint um you know a sunset or a Ferris wheel or something fun. Imagine we did a a, a podcast episode at one of those nights <laughs> with Tim Gilbert maybe and uh I bet Tim Gilbert would be a great painter. He's, he seems like a guy who's got that just like up his sleeve, ready to. to mm. uh, That's not a bad idea for a because you know we've had we've had some podcast episodes we've done in ski lodges on a boat at Hedonism Two Hedonism Two Swingers Jamaica. Resort. Maybe we do one at, at a place where you drink wine and paint. Yeah, although idea. we have to make sure that it stops at wine and doesn't get to any more powerful substances. Mm-hmm. For instance, I would hate to have a you know a, a paint and wine night seems nice. Uh, a paint and cocaine night doesn't seem so nice, or a paint and uh, angel dust night. What about this idea? We we all get a paint. Uh, we all are painting a painting, and we all uh, we all ingest a different substance. Oh, so one God. of us gets wine, one of us gets beer, one of us gets acid, one of us gets paint? speed, yeah, and then and one of us sniffs sniffs paint. Oh, and then we compare all the paintings to see how different they are. I bet the more intense the drug, the better the painting. Well, it would be an interesting yeah. It would be an interesting experiment. I heard that between 1986 and 1991, Jim Davis did all of his Garfield uh, drawings mm-hmm. totally out of his mind on wow. acid. Wow! Wow! Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Well, makes you wonder how boring it would have been if he wasn't on acid. (laughs) Were you ever a Mother Goose and Grimm fan? Oh, yes, yes. You know, when you'd get the comics, I think Saturday would be in the Star, Sunday it would be in the Sun, the comics section. I would always read Mother Goose and Grimm and think, oh, this should be good, but it never was, I felt like. What even was it? Um, Mother, what even were those animals? Uh, was it, so like the was it a reference to obviously Mother Goose fairy tales and Grimm Brothers? But it didn't really come across. No, it was muddled. Yes, hmm. and then there were all those sort of uh, far side wannabes that did like the one panel yeah. comics that tried to tried to um, you know. Be a bit twisted. A little twisted, trying to be like Larson, Gary Larson. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have Larson's wit or mm-hmm. his skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just didn't uh, didn't measure up to, to the master. You know, well, you know uh, what was a funny comic book I had that was my older brother's that I had as a kid was uh, Matt Groening's Life is Hell. Oh, really? I mean, I thought it was really daring and funny. When oh, I Life was in a, Hell. Life in Hell, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was about nine and I thought it was funny. <laughs> Those were the bunnies, right? And yeah, the, the weird bunnies. Yeah, I never really got it. I know Now Magazine, I think, or iMagazine used to have Life life in Hell. <laughs> oh, wait, I know one I, I used to read all, all the time. Bloom County. Oh, no. Yeah, why? Is that bad? 
Is he conservative? That was like dry as a bone. That was like I don't know I why thought, I liked it. Well, t- to me, when I would read that or Doonesbury, I'd be like, Oh, oh Doonesbury. When I'm sucks. older, I'll know. I'll understand this. And then I'll be. Then I'll have the time of my life laughing <laughs> at Doonesbury. Once I get enough knowledge and life experience, then I'll be <laughs> laughing at Doonesbury. The day never came. Doonesbury was always boring, but I think Bloom County. I think was funny. Remember, it was Opus the Penguin yeah. and Bill the Cat. And Bill would only go ack and like spit up hairballs, and he was like had one big eye and one tiny eye. Yeah, and uh, I think Bill ran for president. Like he was mentally ill. Yeah, and Bill ran for president, and he'd just be like, they'd be like at a debate with Michael Dukakis, and Bill would just be like ack, and everyone would applaud. Yeah, I didn't like how they attacked Dukakis <laughs> in uh, in Bloom County. That was a problem I had with with that. And then I think. Uh, there was a spinoff of Bloom County called Outland, and it was just Opus and this cockroach and one or two other characters. I feel like that was good. Maybe I'm wrong. Does he still make Bloom County? He I don't think it? so. Berkeley Breathed was what? the cartoonist. Wow. Yeah. I, I just remembered that when I was a kid, um, for some reason, we once went on a, as a family to like a a Catholic bookstore, a religious bookstore. Cool. And my brother and I got some religious Archie comics. Have you ever seen those? <laughs> and so no. it was like all the Archie characters uh, having like an adventure. And there was always like some sort of like moral quandary. And the characters would like quote the Bible. And there'd be like uh, an asterisk. And then the bottom of the page, they would have like the actual... Uh, Bible quote embedded on the page for what? kids. And I remember like reading them as a kid. I was like, these are weird. Archie, wow. There was one called like Archie's Car and another one. And it was like the characters just seemed, you know, the Archie characters regularly seem like born again Christian like losers. And these <laughs> ones seem like extra fucking weird. Wow. I was never much of an Archie man. Well, never too late to. Uh... Was there anything else like like Archie? What was the what was the point of Archie? It was just supposed to be like <laughs> funny or like What's I don't really get it. <laughs> yeah, like is it supposed to be funny? Well, I guess in the fifties it would have hmm. presumably could have passed for humor. But uh, yeah, the point was just to like to uh, hold a mirror up to society and show <laughs> show youth culture uh, huh. its own reflection. Wow. You know? Uh, Do you think that's legitimate that in the 50s and 60s it was like in movies where it's like, let everyone had those haircuts and the cardigan sweaters and eating burgers all the time? And I'm, Do you think that's true? I mean, maybe for some people, but I guess Archie, if it was going to accurately represent the 50s in North America <laughs> or America itself, yeah, would have had to deal with, some things. you know, uh, the racial elements, the uh, endemic uh, racism and... Um, I don't know, Cold War uh, <laughs> fever, like the the Red Scare. Um, like Archie and his friends, one of them possibly could have been accused of being a communist. Maybe Jughead's father. That's true. Would have been like, you know, yeah, blacklisted. Did, yeah, maybe, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Did you ever see, um, you know, speaking of the Cold War, um, there was a British cartoon called um, When the Wind Blows, I think. Oh. And it's like, I saw it in some list of like most disturbing movies. Um, and it was like a cartoon about this old British couple. And um, and it's like after Armageddon. Um, oh. And they're sort of like this. Yeah, there we go. When the wind blows. And um, 
they're like, all right, there's this old British couple and they live in a house and they just believe the news and the news and he's like, okay, love, well, the news says that attacks happen, but if we just, if we just follow what they say, we'll be all right. So then he gets a mattress. We'll just put this mattress up and we'll hide behind the mattress and we'll be okay, love, don't worry. And then they just both die of uh, radiation. Oh, the mattress doesn't save them? No, no. It's very oh. sad. Oh, but there's God. a lot of stuff back. Like, it would have been, I mean, what a crazy time when you're kind of like, I guess yeah. it's almost like now with climate change a little. Except where you're like, mm. kids and we're not told what to do. Like, it's, I guess the, the cat's out of the bag. They're like, oh, there's nothing you can do. You can't hide under a table or a mattress. <laughs> yeah. You're, we're all just going to die. Yeah. Like climate change, you mean? Or, or like with or the nuclear, nuclear attack. attack. Yeah. There's nothing... Well, like, I guess people don't think it's going to happen anymore. I heard a a podcast the other day about uh, the anniversary of the Chernobyl accident mm. and how a radioactive cloud um, dispersed like across Europe and something called black rain fell in the north of England. It was radioactive rain. Wow. That, then the government was like, nothing that grows on these farms and all these sheep, uh, nothing that grows here can be consumed and all these sheep have to be destroyed. And apparently, uh, the ground is still contaminated in parts of northern England. Good lord. Yeah. So, there's a little... This is the kind of thing that this bonus show is for. To tell listeners about (laughs) uh, black rain, radioactive problems in northern England. Um, Did you ever see that uh, there was another British-made post-apocalyptic movie? Oh, what the hell was it called? It's really famous. Um, After the Bomb? Yeah, it's like set in different places in England, and um, and it's really disturbing, and uh, really apparently um, affected uh, the sort of public opinion of uh, the war because it was people were like really upset because it was just on like a main BBC channel. It was called. Um, was this like in the wait in World War Two? No, no, no. This was in the early eighties. Oh. Um, uh, it's called like the a Benny Hill show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hang on a second. It was called Threads. 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 Really famous, and it's like it's it's like regular people's lives, and then in the background, oh, tensions are rising between Russia and the United States, and they're kind of just like, eh, whatever. And then the war happens, and it just shows their lives deteriorate. Oh wow! And they all live in a wasteland by the end, and that's disturbing too. I think it's on YouTube. I mean, that's kind of uh. You know, putting a hat on a hat, as they say, because I feel like life in Britain is already, you know, almost the grimmest it can be. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think you need to really make a show showing how how bad life could get. Well, maybe some people at the time thought it would be fine, no big deal. Imagine if you were in 1982, like sitting in your flat, eating bad food, in somewhere in England, you know, in a in a damp room, watching the Benny Hill show or something. <laughs> a nuclear bomb goes off. You'd probably be kind of happy. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, a release. Yes. Yeah. A sweet release. Um, God. Any other Garfield related stuff we want to talk about? Oh, uh, let's see. Did you ever have. Uh, my brother had a Garfield uh, phone. Oh, those where, were fun. Where you lifted it up and uh, you lifted, like, you removed part of his back and then Garfield's <laughs> eyes opened. And then there was a story. Probably in pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a story just last month that um, all these orange Garfield plastic phones keep washing up on a shore somewhere in France, uh, and apparently some sort of shipping container, maybe in the 80s or 90s, fell off a ship and busted open, and then 
slowly all these Garfield phones keep washing wow. up our shore friends. Message in a bottle for this generation. Sting should make a sequel. Oh yeah. Garfield you- phone in a bottle. Imagine wow. being um a French man, you know, uh sunbathing on a beach, uh under an umbrella, drinking a nice cool glass of lemonade, and suddenly ten thousand Garfield phones wash up. <laughs> oh, you'd be pissed. Oh man. No kidding. Those Garfield phones, those were big. Those were really big. Yeah. Like we said, uh, he made, the guy made hundreds of millions in uh, selling Garfield products. Jim Davis. Do you think he would win if he... I, he would beat Trump if he threw his head into the ring for the... <laughs> Great question. He, I, oh, he's an boy. outsider. He's, he's got an money. Outsider. He's got money, doesn't, so he knows how to run a business. Doesn't need any donations from shady you know, organizations or companies. Mm-hmm. He's his own man. Mm-hmm. He's funny, you know. Trump proven track record. Yeah, Trump kind of got. He, Trump was sort of like doing these funny barbs on Twitter. Yeah, and that helped him. So Jim could be great on Twitter. And if Trump sort of like tried to tear into him or ridicule him, Jim Davis could just be like, "I I created Garfield and Odie." Yeah. Or in a debate, Trump would be like, "You don't know anything. You <laughs> stupid." And then Jim Davis would be like, "Oh, really?" And then just draw. <laughs> A cartoon. <laughs> you would have a, you'd have an easel and a yeah, and yeah. then everyone would, would clap. I I would vote for him if I was an American citizen, which I'm not. I'm not either. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Hmm. I wonder hmm. if at the end of um, I'm gearing up. You just did a Trump impression. Hmm. In a few episodes, I would like to debut my Trump impression on uh, probably the free uh, regular episodes. Sure. Uh, but we'll we'll make an announcement about when I'm doing my Trump um, impression. Yeah, we should pump it up. I think yeah. I think that'll get up the downloads for sure. If people know that that's around the bend, it'll be the event of the podcasting event of the season. And not that many people do a Trump, so that'd be kind of a good niche for you. It's true. People um, people do Melania a lot. Everyone's always mm-hmm. got doing their Melania Trump impression, mm-hmm. uh, but no one does Donald. Mm. Well, Mike, um, I, I mean, we might be nearing the end of this uh, bonus VIP. I just noticed a mushroom cloud forming over <laughs> Drake's house out there in the oh, distance. Oh, no! Someone's gone to nuclear war with Canada. I bet if nuclear war broke out, Drake would def- he definitely has like an escape pod to like go to a different planet or something. <laughs> uh, or he'd write a really good song about it, like, you know, a rap song. Kind of being like, this sucks that we're being we're at war. Yeah, he wouldn't be into it. He would mm. think it was be wild sad. if a totally random country shot a big bomb at us. Like you yeah. know, I don't know, Belgium or you think Ecuador? Was, you know what I Canada, read? A war with Ecuador. I read recently that maybe everyone knew this that um, Canada, I guess, has nu- or had nuclear weapons. We did. There were some north of Montreal in, a, in like an underground silo, and I think in, I think in Newfoundland. Whoa! So, hey, hats off to the Rock. We do things a little bit differently out here. We've got nuclear <laughs> weapons. <laughs> I can't believe we had nuclear weapons. Maybe I'm wrong about Newfoundland, but definitely in Montreal, and I think they were under the control of of America. But I didn't know it was on our on Canadian wow. soil. I know that I know that people were worried because you know if America and and Russia had a 
nuclear fight, we're kind of in the middle if yeah. you go above, if you go north. Yeah. So, not good for us. No. Bad for business, you know? Not too good. Yeah, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, knock on wood, it doesn't happen well, again. Oh, we're both knocking on wood. We don't want a nuclear war. So, Mr. Putin and Mr. Uh, Trump and uh, who Please else? don't. And Mr. Trudeau. Uh, the, um, who's the Chinese? Uh, oh, Xi boy, oh, Jinping? boy. Got me. Israel, India, Pakistan, North Korea. If you're listening, are those the countries that have nuclear weapons? France, Germany, France, Great Britain, India, Pakistan, North Korea, China, America, obviously, Russia, and I. Th they've never confirmed it or denied it. I think Israel has them. Wow, damn, that's scary. India, Pakistan, that's a scary one because they hate each other. They don't hate they? each other. What if? Yeah, it would be funny if the end of the world though came from like, uh, like. France and I don't know France against Israel. <laughs> it's like, oh come on, we got through the America, Russia, and France. Israel had a nuclear war, or like North Korea and Germany have an exchange that just ends the whole world. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, me too. Like, come on. Oh man. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully, well. Knock on wood, as Knock we said. Knock on wood. Well, um, <laughs> folks, thank you so much for uh, helping us do the podcast. Really appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. That's for damn sure. Please keep giving and tell your friends to also give. Uh, or just download. download. Or just listen. Tell your friends. And um, we'd love, you know. I hope you've enjoyed this Garfield-themed episode. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and thank you. Uh, thank you again so much. Goodbye.